Hi everyone and welcome to Viva La Flora live podcast where we bring you the art and business of flowers. Stay tuned. Hey guys and welcome again to Viva La Flora live podcast episode number eight. Today's guest is Sean Michael Foley. Now, before I start talking about all his accomplishments and everything else, I want to say this was probably one of one of the interviews that I actually did not want to did not didn't want the interview to end. Okay, I mean this man is so talented and knowledgeable, and he also does coaching, which doesn't surprise me at all. Um, after listening to this podcast, I bet. Pretty much most of you are going to want to get coaching from Sean Michael Foley. Now, he has been in the industry or part of the industry for over 14 years. He has accreditations from both AIFD and PFCI. He's well known for his human form project Now that showcases unique and central floral designs and applications, you guessed it, on human. And if you haven't seen that yet, you haven't checked it out yet, please make sure you go to his website that would be in the show notes and check it out because it is pretty amazing. Now, he was also selected or to be a winner of 2016 Mayesh Design Stars. Currently, he's working at Greenleaf Wholesale on their marketing educational and educational team. Like I said earlier, he offers coaching and guidance for fellow artists with private mentorship and retreats. Now, if that wasn't impressive enough, he also has created a line of organic bath and body products, which focuses on power of flowers for both healing and relaxation. Now, I'm going to stop talking about this man because he's, he's pretty incredible. I want to dive right into this episode because I cannot wait to share his knowledge and wisdom. Here we go, you guys. All right, mm-hmm. guys. Well, here is Sean Michael Foley. Hey, Sean. Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Super excited to have you here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Very excited. Very excited. Me too. So, of course, the number one question I really, 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 really want to ask about your Human Form Project, right? Like, I'm dying to ask you that question and all about it. (laughs) But before we get there, so let's talk about your story. Where did it all begin? So I know you've been at a business for 14 years, but, you know, for those who don't really know you, Let's talk about Sean first. Okay. All right. Well, uh, how I started in the floral industry was actually kind of an accident. Okay. Um, I was uh, kind of dropped out of college, you know, that whole thing. I was pursuing music at the time, and I completely fell out of love with it and just needed needed some time off to clear my head, all mm-hmm. of that. So it's kind of regrouping, moved back home for a bit, and I saw a want ad in a paper for a floral designer. And I like, okay, I mean, how, how hard can that be? You know, famous last words, but, um, (laughs) so I applied for it and they interviewed me and they hired me on the spot solely on my personality. I had no design experience whatsoever, but, um, they hired me. I went in, started working. I learned whatever I could and I never wanted to leave. I absolutely fell in love with the flower industry. Wow. Okay, that that is a quite an accident. Yes, it is. Yes. So, and then, um, so as it kind of progressed, I mm-hmm. stumbled into weddings. So I started doing weddings uh, later in the first year already of uh, my career 
um, with a lot of help and guidance. They didn't just quite turn me loose, but um, I really started into that, and I loved the making something more intricate, like the art of doing like personal flowers and mm-hmm. bouquets and boutonnieres and how when something is so small or so purposefully made, uh, you can't hide behind size and volume. Mm-hmm. So it really makes you think about what to put in it or why this needs to go there. Why do these colors have to group and uh, problem solve? And I, I loved that problem solving aspect of it. Mm-hmm. And that kept on going for quite a while. Um, eventually, we'll fast forward about maybe, oh gosh, eight or nine years, give or take. Mm-hmm. Um, I eventually opened my own shop, uh, just a small studio. Mm-hmm. And when I was doing that, of course, as I started, I did not have a lot of customers. So I had a lot of creative build up mm-hmm. and um, just realized I was in a point in life where no one was really telling me what to design or how to design it. Uh, I didn't have to necessarily design for someone else's expectations. Mm -hmm. So I allowed myself to start getting creative and just try things out. So even if I, I didn't like it or it didn't land, it didn't matter because it was just my own time. Mm-hmm. And uh, that kind of has started playing with like experimental bridal bouquets and, you know, flower crowns, things like that. Then I noticed at the time, this is when, probably like around 09, 2010, give, mm-hmm. give or take, mm-hmm. 2011, kind of that, that three year span, you started seeing floral fashion becoming more present. Right. Like it was becoming more of a thing. You, you, more people were trying it and doing it. And I saw it and I was really intrigued by it, but mm-hmm. I was seeing a lot of it was a lot of product right. and, uh, and which was, and nothing wrong with that. It just wasn't necessarily resonating with what I wanted to do. Right. So I started fine tuning it and really scaling it down. And I kind of came to the conclusion of the best way to scale it down is to just have somebody naked. And so, I mean, how much more stripped down can you get? Right. But when you, but to think of it creatively though, the, the human body for that art form became the canvas or the vase. Mm -hmm. And from there you could build what you wanted uh, with like things like clothing or jewelry and stuff like that already on somebody. Mm Mm-hmm. it's like if someone pre-painted a canvas for you and you just have to now add to it. Like I wanted a total fresh, clean start. Okay. Yeah. So that's kind of where that started. And the human form project slowly grew out of me just wanting to shoot a few kind of experimental shots Mm -hmm. with a photographer in the same area I was. And I just kind of approached him with a few sketches. Mm-hmm. And I said, here's kind of what I'm achieving. Here's what's already out there. I don't want to copy this. I really want it to look different. Mm-hmm. And we gave it a whirl. And that's where it was born. I'm uh, glad you I did. Said, yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. I had no clue it was going to ever turn into a supposed claim to fame or it would be it would get published over never did I ever think that would happen I thought it would be 
just uh, maybe I'll use it for a few ads for my shop. We'll call it a day. Mm -hmm. And I I could not have been more wrong, which is great. Yes. (laughs) If you're going to be wrong about something in in a way, I think this was the best way to be wrong about something. Thank you. I agree. Yeah, it was was really good. It it was good. And there was a lot of trial and error along Mm -hmm. the way. And I would say my biggest lesson Mm -hmm. was learning to self-critique. Mm. Um, just because I loved it doesn't mean it worked right. or, or doesn't mean that it was good. And that, that's, that's a hard pill to swallow for us creative types mm-hmm. because I mean, we, we are so passionate about what we do, every last one of us, and we have such a strong voice we're trying to convey, Right. but it can get lost in too many ideas. Yes. And, and there, there's many human form shoots that have never seen the light of day because of that trial period. <laughs> so <laughs> like it looked, or it looked really good in person, but once it was photographed, it didn't work. It didn't translate back to 2D. Right. So uh, there's a lot that goes into it, which, which was really fun to develop and mm-hmm. really kind of help dare I say, pioneer that kind of kind of thing. Not that nudity and flowers is new, right. but, um, but just kind of, it was just good to develop my own techniques that mm-hmm. often equaled the result I wanted. Right. Well, when I look at your particular take on it, right? Like you said, I mean, nudity and flowers are not new concept. I mean, and FYI, people, clothes are overrated, okay? We go with the flowers. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll wear any of them any day. I mean, they look fantastic. And of course, we'll share all of the stuff in the show notes and the links so people can actually get access to it. For those who don't know um, about, you know, your uh, human form project, I mean, it's absolutely stunning. The most striking thing that I find about them is the the emotions that it conveys. I mean, there's there's always some sort of a story almost in in them is how I see them at least I don't know and was that intentional or I mean what's the thought process behind all that besides that, that's a that's a good observation um and I'd, I'd love to talk about it so yes um <laughs> with it um I've I found people see different things um with the project and mm-hmm. I, overall I've had a very very positive response to it mm-hmm. um so my methodology kind of starts from a, a single point of inspiration okay. and, it, and it's different for each image. Mm-hmm. So, um, for, for example, we'll take my, probably the most known one of mine is mm-hmm. the lilac image. I'm mm-hmm. sure you're familiar with that one. I've, I've seen it. Um, yep. Yeah. That is probably the most shared viral one I have. Right. And, um, with it, it initially started with, cause I grew up in Wisconsin and that's where most of the initial human form project was done as well. Okay. Um, when I had my shop there before I moved mm-hmm. and lilacs grow wild there everywhere. Like they, they, they were planted. It's very Scandinavian tradition to give lilacs to a new couple to plant on their property. Right. So because of that over the years, you know, as houses rise and fall and all of that, it's mm-hmm. just everywhere. Like every spring the the towns are just covered with them, all different tones. So mm. Such a prized industry flower is literally available to cut because people don't care. So, but I remembered like my grandma had them at her house. I always loved going to harvest Mm -hmm. those with her. 
Mm-hmm. So it was, it had so much memory to me, and I just wanted a way to capture because there's such a temporary flower. You get one shot a year, right? And when they're in season, they don't last long. There's a few tricks you can do, but really, it's such a flower of the moment. Yes, and I agree. Yeah, and I, so I wanted to capture that. So I'm like, what would be the most impractical way to use hydrangeas? to make it even more temporary feeling. And I'm like, oh, a garland, because they would die instantly. So <laughs> so basically, so I wanted, so it, it's not necessarily an obvious tension, but I think, but if you really think those techniques through, or think your theory through, where that's a form of contrast you're doing that's just an underlying tone, again, backing up an emotion, mm-hmm. how it's such a momentary beauty. Mm-hmm. So I made the garland on set. It was about five buckets of lilacs packed, mm-hmm. packed full. It became a 10 foot garland mm-hmm. solid. And it was timed to the point of hair and makeup was done. Mm-hmm. I made the garland within 20 minutes. I don't know if I could ever do that again today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we put it on her. Um, we shot all of the images within 20 minutes and it was dead within the hour. Yep. So, and but that moment, that image lasts forever, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's really the beauty of floristry. Yeah, is that we create an everlasting moment and a memory. Yes, I, I so, agree. So, um, so, but to roundabout answer your question, each each one, I it stems from just one single source, mm-hmm. one single point of inspiration, and then I filter it through the floristry filter of Mm -hmm. techniques and ways to execute. And I found keeping it simple or focusing on one flower or Mm -hmm. one way something grows is really an effective way to get that great image. Right, right. I, I agree. And I I mean, every time I uh, look at your images, you know, it it is definitely either single flower or color scheme wise is, is, monochromatic or you know it's yes I can definitely see the simplicity in it but I think is I agree with you is what makes it even more appealing you know it's not Mm -hmm. it's it's some I mean simpler things are I think the most beautiful you know yeah showcases yeah and showcases your techniques too you know much better and like you said earlier like you don't hide behind volume and mass and you know so there's a lot more to see um yeah I I 100% agree with that. So the the Seven Sins collection that you did. Now there's a lot of oh, drama. Yes, my, there's a lot of drama in there. That was dramatic. Yes, yes. it was. Um, so that was my second cycle that, mm-hmm. that I did. And mm-hmm. um, at this point, just to back up a hair, mm-hmm. at this point I had people auditioning to model for the project because I had too many applicants. Oh my goodness! Which which I I was in disbelief of it. I I was just like, are you kidding me? Like it, it was so cool, and it was <laughs> it just became such a thing. And um, so we actually had live auditions, and people submit auditions. And um, uh, I do get asked this question a lot. One, are they actually nude? One hundred percent, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, every model I photographed is one hundred percent nude on set. Mm-hmm. Do they have to audition nude? Yes, they do. Mm-hmm. And the reason being mm-hmm. that if they're not comfortable right. just sending in an audition or doing it live, if they're more comfortable that way, 
then it's not going to work day of. True. Uh, so, and, and it's just, it's just what it is. It, it's, right. it's a new shoot or it's, it's technically an implied new shoot because you don't see any, anything scandalous of course. in it, but they are new, nude on set. So we auditioned people. Mm-hmm. I think, I think we had about, we advertised that we only had 10 slots for the seven sins. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was the first time that I tried doing multiple models in a shoot. Mm -hmm. So that was another uh, timing challenge for me, which was really fun. Um, I I do thrive on the timing factor of things. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was kind of cool. So we had about, I would say 25 to 30 people audition for it. Mm. And um, then we cast the 10 and it, it was good. And then we hammered them out. And, but this whole series I'd had sketched out, before we even began auditions okay, to I really see. hammer out this each sin. I have to say it's probably, I mean, I, I love every second of it. Like I, I love everything about it. <laughs> I mean, there isn't that a is. single thing there that I'm like, eh, okay. No, I mean, it's every single one is phenomenal. I mean, well, thank you very much. It, a lot of, deliberate effort went in, into it and I, I was very really pleased with it I, I really felt it was moodier and a little dirtier it, right. it, it just it was just it had a rawness but a polishedness to it like, it, it's, it's one thing when you're executing it there on set it's another thing to see it mm-hmm. later when it's done right. and, and it's such a cool moment when you can look at your work and actually and th- this goes back to the self-critique thing, you mm-hmm. get to a point where you're like, wow, I actually did a really good job. <laughs> like, and there's nothing wrong with saying that to yourself, you know? So it like, it, it was just like, wow, okay. Right. I didn't know I had that in me. You know? <laughs> so it's, it's cool. You can really surprise yourself if you just let yourself go mm-hmm. and, and, and let go of your own setbacks or, or your right. own ego or whatever you want to call it. Um, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, it was, um, it was really fun. I really enjoyed that project. No. Yeah. It's, I mean, it turned out absolutely fantastic. It is very well done. Now, did you also do the photography? Cause I know you do some photography. I do photography now. I did not shoot the original ah, images. I did gotcha. team up with the photographer. Um, it was later on as, as I was looking to move and mm-hmm. close my shop and all of that, mm-hmm. um, I, I needed more control over the images. Mm-hmm. So, and so, and I've all, and I had an interest in it and there is for each set of hands involved in a project mm-hmm. there. What, think of it like passing a ball around. There's mm-hmm. more opportunity for someone to drop it. Right. And, and it's nothing against any one profession or anything, but when, if you're the visionary of something and you're translating it to someone else and they need to translate it through their art form, Mm -hmm. you just start to lose little bits and pieces. True. So, and, and, um, if you find a great photographer to work with, um, go with it. Um, just be on the same page. I did learn. It's very important Mm -hmm. to, um, not watch over their shoulder, but ask for test shots, see how the light is doing. Mm -hmm. Um, cause uh, most of, uh, especially the sins one that, that mm-hmm. took a lot of deliberate posing and lighting, uh, more so than the first one. The first one was more about just a natural beauty. So, um, right. the lighting was just pretty simple. We didn't change it. Mm-hmm. Um, but details would get lost that right. were very important. 
or overshadowed by something that didn't read heavy in person, but on camera looked huge. Right. So right. it's important to you know see what's going on through that lens because you are taking a two-dimensional thought on mm-hmm. your sketch, mm-hmm. translating it to a 3D art form, mm-hmm. which then has to read as a 2D image. Mm-hmm. Yep. So your your depth and your your emphasis can get altered in that process. So it's just it's important to uh, go behind the camera. So mm-hmm. I did start um, doing my own photography as well. Mm-hmm. So and I do um, these days I'm doing more um, kind of just like in the moment imagery, a little bit more chaotic, a little bit more raw things like that. Right. Um, so I'm I do. Here and there, I'll do um, like a styled human form shoot and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And I do now that I'm more reestablished here in Dallas, I do plan on um, giving it a good jump start again as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, just you know, as you know, as you move, things change. Mm-hmm. Um, you just need to let. Sometimes the dust needs to settle. Or and and I did do in two years. I did sixty five shoots. Of that caliber. Gotcha. gotcha. Uh, not all of them were published, but, right. um, or, or ever, you know, because there's the trial and error, but. Of course. Operating at such an intense level, you do need to kind of step back and just rest for a bit. Right. I, I think it's important to honor the rest period of a project as well. Right, right. Um, I, it's funny, I, you said that. I, I cannot remember where I heard that it was on some other podcast funny enough <laughs> um somebody was saying that there is this um four seasons of your pretty much everything right uh, whether it's your business or it's a project you're mm-hmm. working on so there is you know there's the winter season where you sort of um almost hibernate or manifest or you know yeah. and to kind of kick yourself you know again into the next season of spring mm-hmm. and summer and then kind of slowing down in the fall and reflecting back in the winter so i mean it's just very much um kind of the same thing so yeah I, I 100% agree with you yeah it's and the winter isn't anything to be scared of it's no. just time to get cozy mm-hmm. enjoy the fruits of the season from fall and mm-hmm. just plan your next move yeah I mean reflect it's, back and yeah, yeah. and plan mm-hmm. I agree I agree. I do love the lighting in um, in uh, Seven Scenes. Whoever the photographer was, he did an outstanding job on that. Yes, the, the lighting was really fun. <laughs> and and really it was good. interesting to see how um, the flowers react to different lighting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it's very, That was a very interesting experience to have. Right. Well, I want to pivot into what's going on um, right now, because I know um, you are starting a workshop series. So you have a yes. new coming up. I'd love for you to talk about that. All right. I'll be happy to. So uh, we, I'm teaming up with Stacey Carlton, mm-hmm. and we are developing a line of workshops and potentially other educational opportunities. Mm-hmm. And it's called our Signature Series. Mm-hmm. And this will be our first one in Dallas, Texas, October 12th and 13th. And it's called the Autumn Session. So we, we do plan to have kind of like just a, a session, which is like a retreat, a getaway, mm-hmm. um, just an immersive experience of floral. Um, okay. So what you can look forward to in this one okay. is this will be the first ever time that I am actually doing a live human form start to finish, um, just um, basically a shoot. Um, and that's that's not all we're doing, but that that is one thing there. So you'll get to see my entire methodology mm-hmm. from start to finish. 
how I even start with the thought and right. execute it onto the human body. So I'm pretty excited to do that because I've not shared it with anyone yet. Um, not, not for any particular reason. The opportunity just hasn't really arisen. Right. So we created one. Now I want to come. Even you more. <laughs> even not. even more. <laughs> Cuz yeah. I'm all about that and I'm I would absolutely love to uh, to see that. Now, how many people are you expecting to have for the class or what's this, uh, what's the class limit? Okay, so we right now we are setting kind of a cap at around 20. Okay. Um so and tickets are in pre-sale until August 12th. Mhm. So um we We'll potentially extend that for people listening to the podcast. Well, thank so, you. So um, you're welcome. Um, so right now uh, they are live. You can go on my website, seanmichaelfoley.com. There's a link right on the homepage to take you right to the autumn session, mm-hmm. and you can read the whole course curriculum of what we're doing. There's mm-hmm. going to be four programs total: mm-hmm. um, two by myself, two by Stacy Carlton, mm-hmm. and the whole overall experience you can expect is. Um, Stacy and I both have spent a lot of time developing our own real signature styles right. in floral design that have kind of become you, you, synonymous or iconic mm-hmm. with, with both of us individually. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we've worked together very well. Um, mm-hmm. We worked together back in 2016, I believe it was, in Anaheim mm-hmm. for the Floral Fashion Show. And... Um, we it. have such similar thoughts, but such different approaches, but, but we work so well that way. Right. And um, so we decided this would be a good way to do it. So the whole premise of it is we're going to bring our techniques and our thought processes to you to help you cultivate your own unique signature style and gotcha. for us to help pull that out of you. Got it. Okay. That sounds absolutely fabulous i mean so for the podcast listeners i will put the link in the show notes so be sure to sign up this i was asking the class size because from what you're describing i mean i have a feeling that's going to sell out pretty fast so <laughs> yeah it, it probably will uh, mm-hmm. which is which is great and yeah um, that's awesome um, yeah and so i do recommend um as, as always if you want to come sign up right away mm-hmm. to guarantee your spot mm-hmm. um we will be doing others in the future but as of now i don't know um it's not going to be a repeat every time right. of, of the same right. thing so we might not do what you're after right away in the next one so you know right. just make sure if you want to do it to take the take the opportunity to I think that would be, yeah, it, it sounds like a fantastic opportunity. And I love Stacy. <laughs> so. She is amazing. Oh, yeah. my God. She, yes. she is my floral sister. And um, <laughs> we actually met at um, AFD Southern. Oh, my goodness. it's It's been mm-hmm. maybe 2014-ish or so, wow. I think. And we actually, we barely knew each other just on Instagram mm-hmm. and Facebook and mm-hmm. we locked eyes from across the workroom, walked over to each other and both were like, we need to work with each other. That's awesome. And that's, that's it. That's, the sometimes rest is, you just know. Yeah. The yeah. rest is history. <laughs> yes, it is. So it's good. And it's been a great history. So. Yes. Yes. Oh, so, so happy for you guys, for your collaboration. I, I, as soon as I saw um, it come up, I mean, as soon as it came up on my Instagram, I was like, who that sounds fantastic <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> that's a, that's yeah, a fantastic really collaboration excited. yeah no yeah, I, i'm we're very excited, excited to present it to everyone because it's I, I feel 
you know, it's, there's so much we can really help people do. And, and it's not really just us. It, it, it's us presenting, but it's, it's making everyone else just be able to level up. Right. You know, see right. their full potential and make those bold choices. Right. Find that voice you have as a designer that may, maybe you're not fully saying it all the way or you're afraid to or, or maybe maybe you need to learn how to tone it down. Mm-hmm. Um, that this is this is a great time to just have that one on one approach mm-hmm. with us mm-hmm. and in a nice safe group setting. And um, all your work will be professionally photographed as mm-hmm. well. And we'll be kept you well supplied with coffee and snacks and lunch <laughs> so you can keep the juices flowing. Um, so it'll be a really fun time. Oh, really that sounds absolutely amazing. I think I may need to make some changes in my schedule because last time I looked at it, I'm, I, I have something that's conflicting, but... I may be able to change that. So <laughs> <laughs> well, now that you're yeah, making it sound so amazing, that. it's like, <laughs> um, I, I don't want to miss that. <laughs> but um, wow, wow, that sounds absolutely amazing. So I'm super excited for that, actually, and I cannot wait to see photos, you know, once that comes out. Um, so, Sean, I want to pivot into, um, uh, before we started recording, you were mentioning that you do some coaching. Um, I am all about personal development, Um I think there is nothing more important than investing in yourself. Um, you know, mm-hmm. pers- absolutely, I completely I, I, agree. That is um, the best investment that you can ever make. Yeah, so- you, absolutely. So, um, when you invest in yourself, mm-hmm. um, whether it is your design education, mm-hmm. um, being healthier, working out, whatever your right. your means is, um, it's never money ill spent. It's it's always best spent on mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. And um, so um, I went through um, a burnout phase with weddings. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was just doing a lot of big weddings and um, I, I loved it for a long time. Right. But then it just took its toll on me. It was too much of the same and too, too just too much everything. Right. So, and I, I actually got to a point where I was strongly considering leaving floral. Oh, wow. And, oh, that makes me emotional just saying it. Um, But it was something I devoted so much, not just my time, but so much passion to. And and if if you, it's one thing to give time to something. But when you have given passion to something, it's truly a part of you. Mm -hmm. And, And so I knew I needed to figure out something. So I got the word of, uh, Reiki class. Mm-hmm. Um, and for those of the, those of you unfamiliar with Reiki, mm-hmm. um, I'll just give you a real quick synopsis. Basically, Reiki is that universal energy that's in every single person, every mm-hmm. single living thing mm-hmm. that, that, that gives us that spark, that, that connection. Right. And, um, it's a beautiful, positive energy. Um, it does not have to be used with any religion. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't have a religious belief. It's, it's just about love, light and healing. Mm-hmm. So I, there's a few different levels for it. So I just took a level one class and I was like, what have I got to lose? At least I'll have some, a weekend of meditation. Sure. So, um, I went, uh, got my Reiki level one certificate Mm -hmm. and training and it was such a game changing experience for me. Like it opened up that well Mm. of passion and creativity that I didn't think I had anything left in. 
Right. And um, long story longer, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> eventually throughout the year, I did level up to Reiki master teacher. Mm-hmm. So I do train other people with Reiki, but um, it's not, um, there's other ways to use it. Um, I do coaching that involves Reiki treatments where we work on selective meditation mm-hmm. and energy healing and things like that. Um, you, I do not push people to learn Reiki if they don't want to. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pre- pretty open to what the client's needs are at right. the time. Um, I, I meet them where they are with the energy. Right. So, and sometimes the best thing you can do is just let someone just lay on your Reiki table with a blanket and just forget about the world for an hour. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. Just that alone, allowing right. yourself to just turn off for a moment. Right can totally reboot everything. So I'm um, probably getting a little off track here. But yes, I do offer coaching. Um, so I, I offer the Reiki coaching, the life coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, I, but I, I also do um, one-on-one floral critique. Um, I do floral, floral training as well. Um, so like if people are looking to uh, test for credentials mm-hmm. or maybe go for some speaking things, mm-hmm. um, I, it, sometimes it just helps to have um, just a kind, some kind words and some honest feedback to right. really help you clean up and polish up as quick as you can. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, cause like, I mean, we, we all do beautiful work mm-hmm. and, um, but beautiful doesn't always get us further. Right. And so, and we can see what maybe the blockage is. Maybe, maybe it's personal. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just, uh, you need just another class. So, right, right. um, so yeah, I do, do quite a bit. That's that's amazing. Um, I mean, I feel like oftentimes it is pretty personal and emotional, more or less, right? Than than it is mm-hmm. technical. The blockages. I mean, yes, that's that's what I'm yes. seeing, and you know, when I come across that, or I mean, I personally felt that. So, uh, any kind of self healing of a sword. I mean, whether it's Reiki or it's yoga, it's meditation, whatever it is, mm-hmm. I, I think it's so crucially important. It, yeah, I, I'm a strong it's believer very, in that. Yeah. Yeah. Especially for I mean, everybody needs it. Mm-hmm. But when you're, cre- you're of the creative or artistic mind, mm-hmm. we use a part of our mind mm-hmm. that most people don't use often. And mm-hmm. we use it all the time. Yeah that needs to be taken care of and it needs to be soothed. No, I agree. I agree. And I mean, as creative, especially florists, we just, we're givers. Like we, we just, are, we just give, give and give and mm-hmm. give and give to the point when there's nothing else left to give sometimes. And this is when the burnout comes and the emptiness and all of that. And I mean, like mm-hmm. I said, I, I felt those things myself. And if I don't do yoga or that five minutes of meditation, I haven't learned how to do an hour of that. That's my brain hasn't shut off that, that, that for that long. But I definitely, if I miss a day, I feel cranky. I don't feel good. Yes, you do. Because it becomes <laughs> such the self care you mm-hmm. realize is so crucial. Yeah. And, um, and as you get into it, at first, it's going to feel weird, because mm-hmm. you don't do it. Um, but you know, flor- flowers felt weird when you first started. Yeah, no, I'm I, sure I that mean... for everyone's first arrangement was awful. Yeah, I'm not going to talk about mine. I mean, it was pretty, 
but yeah. it wasn't good. Mine wasn't I mean, pretty. And it felt so foreign. No, mine, mine wasn't even pretty. Like I'm not like I won't even talk about it. Like it was so bad. <laughs> oh my! I think mine was a plastic purple bud vase with like two <laughs> things of Alstro. I was trying to be edgy by you know doing. Layer. Oh my god! It was so bad. And but <laughs> but I had no concept. Like it's just like anything. Anything new is foreign. Mm-hmm. But then it becomes familiar, and then it becomes necessary. Mm-hmm. Don't you find yeah? Don't you find this like fun when you're like you invest so much time and energy and you learn the design um, theories, so to speak, right? So when you start investing in yourself, you kind of find yourself at one point that you're sort of creating this thing, but you you have no idea why. But it's people are reacting to it kind of differently. But in retrospect, when you kind of look back, you're like, oh well, that's because you were exercising design theories that you didn't even know at that point but because it became second nature almost to you right. i think you understood yes. nature at that point you understood design you understood how it all worked together yeah it's i mean i've had that realization myself i mean mine mm-hmm. sort of happened after emc more or less um but it was kind of this moment of like huh it all clicked. Yes. <laughs> it, it all clicked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I had a, I had a moment like that too. Um, mm-hmm. During the, and I'm so glad they brought this class back. Uh, the design for excellence class. I, mm. I went to it the first goal, the first uh, cycle of it. With Hitomi, uh, right? Yes. With Hitomi. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, and she, she just brought it back because mm-hmm. it had ended for a few years. And that was where like, I, I understood the theory as far as textbooks and I understood design like as far as like making things pretty, but like I was just not getting the full connection. Mm-hmm. And there we had this classroom setting portion of it where we were talking. I mean, who wouldn't want to talk theory with Hitomi? Uh, yeah. I mean, like, like yes. that alone is, is mm-hmm. cool because like she she knows it inside and out, and she can explain it to anybody. Mm-hmm. And um, so it it was so cool, and and just to be able to have that dialogue with her and. I remember we were discussing the concept of or the uh, tension. Right. We were discussing tension in a design, and there's and everyone was getting all heated about it, and that that's why <laughs> everyone's getting mad, um, which is good <laughs> because that means that means awareness is happening. Right. Um, so um, everyone's getting frustrated, and I remembered um, they were basically arguing how can tension work. Because the, basically something that was designed had too much tension in it. It was kind of chaotic looking right. and it just hit, hit you wrong. But, but we, they couldn't ex- the student couldn't explain it. And they were arguing that, well, it's tension, it's tension. And right. I remember piping up and be like, but just like in music, tension has to resolve. And right. then I was like, oh, my God, I get it. It was just <laughs> like it just all clicked. I, I remember it so clear. And I remember Hitomi clapped her hands and pointed, and she's like, "Yes, exactly." And I was just like, "Okay, I can go home now. All right, we're good." So, <laughs> but, but it, yes, those aha moments where it all clicks, it, it, it it's beautiful. Right. So it's like you're you're so in alignment with yourself and your creativity, and that's when you really have control mm-hmm. over what you're executing. Yes, I, I love what you just said, that it's like music, that tension has to resolve in order for there to mm-hmm. be the harmony. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Wow. And, it, and it, a lot of, this is a whole nother conversation, but a lot of design theory mm-hmm. in floral mm-hmm. is very similar to music. I agree, actually, uh, yes. When, 
Yeah. Yeah. It's like if, if the song works a certain way, if you have and, and if you notice, a lot of florists tend to have some sort of musical background, not all of them, mm-hmm. but but a lot t- grew up playing an instrument. They played piano. They mm-hmm. sang. They were mm-hmm. in church. Um, it, it's interesting. There's right. definitely a correlation there. But like I said, that is a whole other podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to actually do that because that sounds absolutely amazing. But yeah, yes, it's a real that, cool. Real that, cool. Now that the correlation between the two of them, I mean, the whole design theory. I feel like, I feel like we can talk about it for hours and hours. But yes, I, I, I want to reserve my right to record another podcast with you right here on the record <laughs> about this problem. specific topic because to. I think that would be amazing. <laughs> Um, so, well, we're going to leave the topic since we're going to record it again. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> I want to, but I do want to talk about it later on. So I do want to ask you about uh, Mayish Design Star. How, yeah. How was that May- experience? What did that do for you? Mayish, what really, um, wow, so many thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so basically, um, I remember uh, submitting for it mm-hmm. and I, I shot and edited my own video Mm-hmm. Uh, which no, that that is a process, but it was fun. It was part of the journey and the experience. Mm-hmm. And you know, submitted it. And this is when um, they they have changed the competition quite a bit uh, right. over the years. But this is when you this. I think I was the last year you could public vote for oh. people. Oh, I see. And um, yeah, so I think after that, now I think now they do it like an internal. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't work there. But um, so I. They had a public vote mm-hmm. for us, and it was just, you know, of course, I, you know, sent it to my friends. I'm like, vote for me, you know, whatever. And, <laughs> and I remember getting the call the right. the morning the competition was over, and it was a number I didn't recognize, and the whole world just stopped spinning because I knew it was Mayor's calling. Oh. I just, I didn't know what they were going to tell me. I just knew it was Mayesh calling. <laughs> so um, I, I answered the phone and I'm like, hello. And, <laughs> so, and um, they're like, all right, congratulations, design star. And then, of course, you know, I screamed and jumped oh, up and down like a little girl. And, you know, but it was great. <laughs> I had to. I needed the moment. And, um, but what, what though that moment taught me, because before that, human form was a little bit out there. It hadn't mm-hmm. really been published. It was only just on social media. Right. Um, it really gave me the spotlight to finally have a voice mm-hmm. that people would hear me. And, um, and it's not that it was like the end all be all, but I was so grateful to have that moment to be seen because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it, it gave me... It, all, all that hard work finally had a means to go. It, it had mm. a place to go. And yep. it was just so cool to finally have people looking and they're like, okay. So if they didn't know who I was, then they started looking and who I was right. and like what right. I did. Right. And, um, and that's when uh, human form got published in a few different magazines and it started to, you know, like, like, the project itself was very successful. This is when the images finally got mm, mm-hmm. their, their 15 minutes. Of right, fame. right. And um, so it was just cool. And it got me, um, uh, helped me team up with Stacy. Like, mm-hmm. like it, it was just a good place. I got to do Southern and I met her there. Mm-hmm. You know, so like it just it was such a domino effect. And, and I think the key to that, I mean, yes, there is the exposure. You've got a great company backing you up. Mm-hmm. But um, that moment of pure gratitude 
that I had for it. Mm-hmm. I think it's things like that where you're truly thankful right. for something and you're humble with it that it just catapults the experience for you. Right. And um, so it was good. It was it was really interesting shooting the videos because mm-hmm. um, sometimes you shoot them out of sequence. So I shot my last video first because that's what was in season because right. I had the month of December. So um, <laughs> so that, that was a little interesting, but it was, it was just a cool process. It really helped me learn. Mm-hmm. I've come a long way on video because um, mm. I, I was so so nervous to be right, filmed right and um so that helps me come out of that shell and get me ready to actually present on the stage mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i mean so again like look, looking back on it it all happens when it's meant to happen for you right and um but yeah i'm very grateful for that experience and um, i don't think i'd be as far as i am without the light that it gave me mm-hmm mm-hmm well, they, they do a really good job in giving back to the industry, I would say, and showcasing designers and education. I think they've done they a really do. good job they, they, they really have provided a good platform mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to let people have their first shot mm-hmm. or to let them be seen. And that's something that um, I think industry-wide we could use more of. Whatever that means, <laughs> I, think, I think we need, you know, whether it just be photo contests or, or you name it. I, I do think mm-hmm. more up and coming people need more opportunities. I, I to, agree. To yep. get to say something. I, I agree. I absolutely agree with you. And um, keep it into, I, well, and also competing kind of, I love competing. So, I mean, it, it makes my creative juices flowing. I mean, it energizes me, you know? So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think, I think it kind of helps people to also push their limits a little bit. You know, I think, you know, I think it is, there's nothing negative comes out of that. So I agree with you. Yeah. That, that could be definitely more of that happening. Yeah. Um, I mean, in Europe, it's so common. It's sort of the way of being a designer almost. It's kind of right. interesting, right? Yeah. Uh, just in, very different cultures. In Asia uh, or Europe. Flow. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whereas in U.S., uh, you know, I mean, there's degree of that but not not to that degree obviously but um in any case well sean i i so enjoyed this conversation and if 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 somebody does not want to hire you as a coach after listening to this (laughs) i'll be surprised (laughs) but that being said as far as the coaching goes, if anybody is looking for, um, looking, you know, to hire you, all of that, is that information on your website available? Uh, right now, um, just email me directly. You can okay. get my email right off my website or mm-hmm. call me okay. um, because I do kind of do it case per case. Of course. Um, I've just found there's no two people alike. Mm-hmm. So, but I'll be happy to get you more information. Um, I don't be afraid to ask. Mm-hmm. Whatever you want to ask, it's totally fine. Okay. And um, I just want to provide a good, safe place for people who just need to need to get back in touch. Gotcha. All with right. Themselves. All right. Well, that sounds great. On that note, I I want to part ways and reserve the right again for the second interview for design theory because I think that would be absolutely fantastic. Oh, I am so there. Yes. I'm so there. I would love nothing more. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds fantastic. Yeah. And thank you so much again, Hunt, for taking time uh, for this interview. I really appreciate it. It was so nice to chat. Oh, 
so are you and it is my absolute honor and thank you again and until we chat again all right till next time all right bye bye well it's a wrap thank you everyone for listening for tuning in to viva la flora live podcast we'll see you next week